0: How do I make it through this upcoming political season yep. without poorly representing Christ? <laughs> and this is this is kind of. Does this both- affect everyone? Is this no. everyone that wrote that question? That's a different response in first service. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's kind of on both sides. It's people who are on the one side who like have the friends who kind of unfollow on Facebook for a while, you know what I mean? And they don't. I don't really want to touch that versus the people who, who had the moral imperative of like, no, I need to, uh, uh, to stand up for what I'm, I'm feeling and what I'm believing. And how, how do you both do those two things while not poorly representing Christ while doing said thing? Yeah, you start that
1: one. All right. Um. Well, I love the way you ended it first, too. So I'll start with the very practical side. So I gave the illustration of one of my best friends. We grew up together. We went to the same church together. We went to the same camps together. We even went to the same college for a period of time together. We're both pastors. I lean more towards the conservative side. He leans much more towards the the liberal side of of viewing things. There is no political stance that is ever going to divide me and my best friend, Tim. There's nothing. He is one of my most close confidants. And there is nothing, there's no political opinion that is ever going to change my love for that man. And here's why. Because politics can be discussed in a God-honoring, respectful way. And so we totally disagree. And I, keep, I always tell him whenever we get done disagreeing that one day he'll realize I'm right. But until that day, I love him. And, I, and we joke because he says the same thing. But the reality is this. In order to honor God, in this political climate, it doesn't mean we avoid the conversations. We have this amazing idea in America, in our politically correct world right now, that we have to agree in order to get along. Man, if that was the case, I wouldn't even like myself half the time, all right? So agreement does not mean unity. Every great relationship in this world, I keep losing my mic, every great relationship in this world, every marriage, every solid great relationship that has made it through is built upon figuring out how to disagree and stand united. That's called relationship. So we have to love, honor, and respect that other person when we do disagree with them. And I believe when we do that, then when we come upon an idea that we totally disagree upon, then we seek to understand their opinion versus listen so I can respond and tell them how they need to believe what I believe. I want to honor their opinion. And when I genuinely do that, now we can come up with a solution to deal with the same conversation that we're having. But that just isn't the world we live in. We just want to spout off our opinion and think everybody needs to listen to us and believe us. And that's just that's not, that's, not how it, that's not how it works. We have different opinions. We have different ideas. We have different personalities. And yes, our opinions are based upon what we think is right, which I genuinely believe you should have. But don't be so dogmatic that you demonize the other person because they look at life differently than you. That's how I. That's good. Practical, very practical. Yeah, very, and then very practical. And Matt sums it up in a great biblical way.
2: I, you know, only because for me this is a this is a a big a big part of our culture, and I know everybody's worried about the tension. All right, and and part of this goes back to um, it's not just your coworker that you're having this argument with; it's other believers, it's other Christians, it's other people that from your political perspective. You don't know how they could call themselves a Christian and follow this person or follow this ideology. Um, And Paul, Paul dealt with this, uh, you can go to Romans 14 if you just want to read the context. Uh, Paul was dealing with this with the church in Rome and the Christians in Rome, and they were they were arguing about things that that at the end of the day, um, there was like food you eat and shouldn't eat and should eat and days of the week you should worship on or shouldn't worship on. And he was just trying to help them understand um, that this arguing really wasn't accomplishing anything, nor should it uh, really be something to argue about. A matter of fact, a couple of the verses is in verse one, it says, uh, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. In verse 10, it says, why do you condemn another believer why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the scriptures say. And so I think where, you know, where I stand in this a lot of times is I, I literally read this post this morning, okay? So maybe you saw this on Facebook. I literally read this post this morning um, where it said, it was like somebody had posted, hey, we can believe differently on political opinions and still be friends, right? And the person wrote back and said, okay, but Is your political opinion about how high a building should be? Or is your political, are we talking about political opinions about how, how, how high a building should be in our neighborhood? Or is it about when life starts for a child? right? Like, which? what are you really talking about when it comes to political opinion? Because because of that, because we are going to weigh differences in terms of what we have moral issues with and what we have uh, issues with in terms of how maybe it conflicts with God's Word. And so, uh, in that, my this is my challenge, okay, in terms of, again, the question is about how do we respond. Um, and that is that, um, first and foremost, I believe everything that you... You know, put your belief and trust in should be rooted in God's word. I believe it should be rooted, not an obscure passage from Jude, okay, or from Revelation. I'm talking about like rooted in the whole of God's word. Um, I, I would challenge you this. Um, if you think about during a political season, just think about how much you share in terms of what's written for you from a news article or a blog versus what you share in terms of scripture that was also written for you, okay? So just think about the ratio in terms of, well, I'm going to share this blog, I'm going to share this article, I'm going to share this that was written, and I'm going to agree, put my flag and attach it to that comment or that opinion or that agenda versus how much scripture do you choose to share that is like, well, that was written for me, and I'm going to put my flag on that, right? In terms of just in terms of what's actually shared in terms of how you respond. But the other, the other thing, I, you know, this is a big one, is that truth, okay, truth Truth is not one of the fruits of the Spirit, okay? So truth is not one of the fruits. It is on the foundation of truth that we live out the fruits of the Spirit. But truth itself is not one of the things that marks you in terms of the Holy Spirit living in and through you, all right? So, so just, just think through this. If you go to uh, Galatians 5, and you look at those nine things that are listed, love, joy, uh, yeah, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, just write them down. You know, put them on a Post-it note. Stick it in your car. Stick it on your computer. Somehow make it in the background on your phone. You know, um, and, and here's what you should do, is that every opportunity you have to respond to people who disagree with you, I want you to think through your response with those things. Because honestly, it won't matter if you're right. Because it won't matter if it's true, if it is not expressed in such a way that it shows the Holy Spirit, that that these these fruits of the Spirit in you are being expressed. Right? So it doesn't matter if you're right or if if it's true, if if it's going to be rejected or if you're going to be the one that causes offense. Jesus is pretty clear about us causing offense ourselves. Now, the Word of God will cause offense, which is fine. Again, share Scripture. Do that. But when it comes to how you respond, just think through that. I mean, just work yourself through the, you know, love. Is it love? Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it kindness? Is it goodness? Is it gentleness? Is it faithfulness? Am I in control, self control, when I respond? And, and you got to think about the, the model and picture of Jesus, right? Jesus is the example of someone who is speaking truth in such a way, just the only way that, that, again, just the example of those fruits of the Spirit, he's speaking truth in such a way to people that don't believe at all the way he believes. They are nothing like him. And yet he's at their homes. He's in the homes of tax collectors and other sinners and, and engaging with them in conversation and speaking the truth to them and allowing the truth of the Word of God, which was him, his truth, allow his truth to speak to to those folks. And so it's, a, I know everybody's worried about the tension that's going to be created. I know there's several people in the room that you're, you're part of the problem. You caused the tension. Okay? <laughs> um, I just really want you to just think through Galatians 5.22. I want you to think through how you're feeding into this because you think truth, you think, especially your truth, the way you interpret things, you think your truth is what matters most. And it's, that's not, that's not true. Okay. It's the word of God that matters. You should always have it anchored there. And then read through those nine And even, we things. didn't talk about this
0: last verse, but yeah. I think one of the most important issues within, within this conversation is the issue of identity. Oh, yeah. Is you're, you change your identity from being a child of Christ yeah. to being a person who stands for this. And one thing that I've, I've heard a couple of people say recently that I think... It, Incredibly thoughtful, and it's a great perspective of how we should be walking forward. It's I'm not going to stand on an issue. I'm going to walk with people. Yep. Yeah. And Good. that's a big distinction of you can you can still hold something very dearly. If this is something I'm going to fight for, and this is a group of people I'm going to fight for. This is a whatever, but I'm going to choose to walk with people. Like what's what, what Donnie was talking. About. I'm going to walk with people through a conversation yeah. or through a discussion, and I'm going to choose to to uh, display the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit instead of being the one that has to be right in this situation because yeah. ex- you're exactly right. If, if that's all that's going to be across, it's not going to be received in the same way.
1: Wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if God's church during this political season expressed the differences of opinions that we have in a way that expressed true love and unity? You know, kind of like what Jesus prayed that people, <laughs> yeah. would, people would know God by his people's love for one another. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be a beautiful thing? It doesn't mean that we're silent and we never talk about no. our opinions. It means that we love yeah. people through the process. Yeah. What an expression of God in the midst of being able to model this uh, mm. to, those, to the world around us. That yeah. would be great.
0: That's great, guys. I think we, we've covered a lot of ground. We've actually got a bunch of questions that we weren't able to get to. We're going to hit those in the, uh, some upcoming Q&A, so don't worry. We're going to talk about those as well. Uh, but thank you guys for allowing us to kind of walk through this together. Yep. And uh, Matt, would you pray us out this morning? Yeah, I'd be glad to.